0: the right club be the right club today
1: yeah mean, that's better than most how about him that is better than most better than most
2: expect anything
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Live Show, presented as always by our friends at High Noon. Solly here, here with my guy TC. Hello, TC.
1: Hey, Solly. You know what? I need to run over to the fridge and grab a High Noon.
3: Okay. <laughs> you got a lot in your fridge. I was over at your house this weekend. It was great. Uh, we're having a dramatic roll in uh, to bring the big guy in here. I was, I was, I was curious what was going on behind the scenes there, but
0: calling him in from the pen. Here comes Todd Coffee. Hey, big guy. How are you? The arm's loose. I'm feeling good. Happy to be here. Thank you very much, Mr. Chris.
3: I do not have to get big excited about men's professional golf during Riviera Week. It's He talks about this week all year long. Uh, if every week was like this on the PGA Tour, all of the problems of professional golf would not be here.
0: But golf would be too big. It, it would be an absolute problem for all of us, more so than it is day to day. Yeah, we, d- we do not want all of professional golf to be like Riv. Then golf would... We would really need to shrink the
3: game at that point. That's a really interesting point. TC is showing off the vodka seltzer, which we're not supposed to have tonight because we're supposed to have, be bringing the fiesta <laughs> anywhere you go with the all noon high noon uh, all new high noon tequila seltzer fiesta pack. The variety eight pack features two new tequila flavors: blood orange and prickly pear alongside two tequila fa- favorites that is grapefruit and lime. All are made with real tequila and real juice, perfect for any Fiesta. Find the High Noon Tequila Seltzer Fiesta Pack nearest you at highnoonspirits.com. If you guys haven't been to this website, it's fantastic. I just did this right before we came on. I said, hmm, I wonder where we I could find the all-new High Noon Tequila Seltzer Fiesta Pack. I want to try the blood orange, and I want to try the prickly pear. Turns out it's very, very close. It's very close by in Jack's speech in our zip code TC, so uh i i i'm gonna swing by and pick up a, probably pick up an eight pack tonight cody how
2: are we good i was so worried there for a second because i put the image up and i was like oh no the, does this say I, solly's full address i thought to i doxed
3: myself too <laughs> as soon as you
2: put it up I was like, no, oh my no. <laughs> goodness thank and listen if anybody wants to track him down there's a zip but the website's awesome thanks of course the high noon gentlemen how are we doing
1: today guys great i would say yo sri fiesta Right. yes So a Fiesta pack. Uh, I haven't had this prickly pear yet or this this uh, blood orange. I will say I have been drinking the uh, the plum, uh, the cranberry, the lemon. I, I think lemon is the most underrated flavor out there. And I'm trying to get more people over to that block. Pears. Of really
2: course. I, I love you're bringing in the exotic fruits, TC. I know this is a big day. OK, it's not just Riv week. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. But what I am most excited for is spending a a little pre-Valentine's Day dinner night with you blokes. So my question to lead things out, all right? We're flipping tees here. I'm trying to figure out who has honors. So Mr. Solomon. What are you doing tonight for Valentine's dinner with your spouse? Listen, Valentine's
3: look looks a little different around our household these days. It's, we have a six-month-old. The, the hours of between five and seven are spent, uh, you know, kind of getting her calmed down and in bed. So I'm picking up from a local a local joint just around the corner from us called Bonefish Grill tonight. Uh, we got we got it ordered. Got some fish bang, and bang steak ordered. No bang Actually. bang shrimp. Keeping it. Ugh. Oh, we're down five. Come on. That, no appetizers. Boy, we're down five pounds so already to start the year big. Come on, we're trying to keep it lean over here, but I'm uh, gonna get a little Mayday ice cream as well on the way home. We'll that's go. my that's my Valentine's Day plans. I already got the card and flowers that this morning started off the day right. So that's that's what we got going on. T C.
1: Uh I just got a, a text from my wife. It says, Where do you want to go to dinner tomorrow night? We'll be celebrating tomorrow night. We're not huge Valentine's people. It's kinda like one of those holidays. If you've worked in the hospitality industry, especially hotels, it's kind of amateur hour, right? People come in with inflated expectations and are thinking, you know, kind of like New Year's, hey, we're gonna have the best, best time ever tonight. And it never lives up to that. So uh maybe like so tomorrow buddy. night. What's that? Sounds like
3: you might be doing it wrong.
1: No, when you have to deal with all the all the drunk people on the flip side of it. I got it. Um, man. but yeah, so we'll we'll celebrate tomorrow night. I think we're gonna try to hit this place masa uh the new uh newish Indian place on the other side of Jacksonville. Uh, I've heard great things.
2: Very so. good. Mr. Big, what do
0: you got planned, buddy? I is Valentine's Day. Is that something I nobody <laughs> told me I needed to do anything? Nobody is that me? Is this one of those days? Uh Neil's
1: Neil's probably out buying his buying his wife Carson a vacuum cleaner or something.
0: I uh I'm I'm happy to report my plans this evening celebrating Valentine's Day we are we are doing dinner and then going down to Ball Arena to watch my Sacramento Kings take on the Denver Nuggets ball and yes. That is something for me, but uh, the girlfriend is super into both Nuggets games and the Kings, so it should be a nice evening tonight.
1: Ball so hard, arena, and you know what? On the second night of a back-to-back, Randy.
0: I know. I'm a little worried the Kings are going to get boat-raced, but uh, we can break. You guys, you you want to break down the Kings Nuggets games? This is what nuggets? happens. I we give spend? up control for one question. This is we're seven minutes in. and no, we're, talking we're not about doing Kings
3: that, big guy. Nuggets. Let's I, go. It's a tight I show. Sorry,
2: that's not doing an award a show. Here. Uh, TC, since you're not subscribing to this, uh, big, I'm sorry. You're just you, you, you kind of. You're, you, this is basically a Tuesday night for you. It doesn't really matter if it's Valentine's Day or not. Award's gonna go to Solly here. Solly, Your Honor, Sir, what are we cooking tonight?
3: Uh, well, I want to talk some Riviera stuff. Uh, obviously this is a special week. Um, you know, you do this podcast for enough years. You kind of, you feel like you're regurgitating some of the same things about a golf course, uh, you know, and about an event, but at the same time, I know there's always new listeners, new people chiming in, but we rave about Riv, we, you know, there's a lot to uh, a lot to compliment about this event is has always felt elevated despite, you know, even before it got a signature event status. The cat I'm sure has something to do with all that, but I'm going to give it to Randy first. I want to uh, you know, I, this question was from Cal Milk Hater. Um said if you had to pick comes will will Levis. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you had to pick one thing that is the reason for uh, there being such a draw to
0: Riv, what is it big Randy? It's very simply the golf course. I mean but I but what about it? Come on, what about the golf course? It's proper. It's proper. It's it's a major championship venue. It always looks very good on television. I love the property. Uh, the eucalyptus trees, the the kakuya grass.
1: Kikuya grass.
0: The stickiest of the icky. I, I um you know, interesting design. I I think a mix of you know, some half par holes and I mean, shit, what's the par three on the front six with the bunker right in the middle of the green? Like, you're just not getting that week to week. And then it really got cemented. I got to go around, walk around during the live of, or uh, during the Riv event. A <laughs> uh, little slip there. We maybe we can talk That's, about that. That's where you've been. It's huh? Such a huh? good yeah.
3: course that he's confusing it with Las Vegas Country Club admiring. Well, all
0: the winners are going there. So hopefully, whoever wins this year isn't going. Um, but no, I got to walk around Riv. And it just is a really cool property. It, 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 it feels tight and enclosed in like a swanky part of Los Angeles. I I just really enjoyed it. It's just so different from like what I grew up and experienced with golf and courses. And I, I, don't know, it just has always been really cool. I I'm struggling for, for more words beyond that, I guess.
3: TC, what, 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 uh, you know, if you had to pick one thing that uh, Riv is, uh, that makes Riv such a draw, what is it?
1: Uh, like Randy said, it shows off really well on TV. The trees, the, the Kaikuya grass, the Barrancas, George C. Thomas, the captain. I don't have to tell you guys about the captain. No. Um, you know, typically I'm worried it might be a little soft this year, but typically they, they kind of push, they push the course a little bit. It's, kind of everything you want a pga tour stop to be and you wish there were more of them and it feels like the culmination of you know we we talk a lot of shit about the pro golf schedule and it seems like the you know the best stretch of the year unequivocally is is the you know non-major stretch of the year is the west coast swing and this is the culmination of it and kind of brings in all the best parts of it and you know the only thing i wish maybe was a little bit different is i wish we could go a little bit deeper into prime time but you know, that's the way that that time zones and, and, you know, February daylight works. So
3: I think what sticks out to me about this place, the first thing it is, We do not have thick rough at Riviera. There is no thick rough. There's almost never been thick rough. Maybe there's more thick rough this year. I haven't really seen it in a wetter year, but almost always the 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 goal is not to, you know, just put ankle deep rough out there to punish guys for going off the fairway. And the reason why that works so well there is how well contoured everything is around the greens. There's tilt to all the greens. The bunkers are really – they're as close to real hazards as you can get in a lot of these places where, you know, you're hitting – if you're in the wrong bunker on the wrong side of a green, you have no shot at getting anywhere close to the hole, whereas a lot of PGA Tour – courses you can get up and down relatively easily if you're missing in the right spots and things like that and there's just so much consequence to every shot without it out it being overly penal like it's not like there's just water lining every fairway you know it is you don't want to go down in the baranca there on the seventh hole but like that you know you can find it down there and you can go play it and you can dig yourself out of there and there's just that kind of balance give and take that you know almost every year this tournament comes up, there's just more and more context around it, more and more memory of watching guys trying to navigate the slopes. And you watch a guy missing the wrong spot on 17, like left above the hole and can't get up and down. That just adds to the next five guys that are getting ready to come through and watch that shot. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. Like I said, if we, if we, if pro golf looked like this every week, we would not bitch about it nearly as much as we do. So this is the one week yeah. where we just get super amped for everything. Cat being involved too, man, it helps a lot. It really does. There's a buzz on the ground. Uh, I don't really know what exactly what we're going to expect from him, but this is my favorite PGA Tour event of the year. This is the one that gets me to like bookmark. ESPN Plus is going on uh, on time tomorrow. Not like a, I'll stroll in when I kind of feel like it kind of day.
1: Like like Randy and I used to just sit there. It was that sophomore or junior year of college, and just sit there and like <laughs> play video games on one screen, and like like, like Thursday morning we would be up watching. you know or like thursday midday it's it's lunchtime cool like i'm skipping class at noon or 1pm to watch riviera like we loved it and uh so like you know consequences like appropriate consequences is such a good term for it i think especially now that it seems like they're they're bringing some stuff back into balance a little bit with with 10 and starting to it's 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 almost like a a massive compliment to riv that it's as spectacular as it is and it's probably one of the more under-realized courses out there too Of like what it what it could be too like it's it's almost a shell of itself with certain mowing lines or certain greens that have shrunk or certain things that they could do to really bring out the best of it but i think they're getting to that um you know they're like they're gonna have the olympics there they're gonna have a women's major there coming up like they're it seems like they're starting to put the pieces into place to to kind of dust it off a little bit more too
0: and uh, a women's US Open in a couple yeah. of years as well which will be cool yeah
3: it uh, you know we've talked a lot about 10 over the years that's the hole that everyone talks about the most and there have been as you mentioned TC some adjustments made to that we have uh, some images I think from uh, from Jeff Shackelford's uh, newsletter and from golf week sorry I always bring this stuff on Cody uh, but uh, kind of you know we've watched it over the years it's like all right is is 10 a great hole we can discuss that is it you know maybe gotten a little bit silly in a lot of places you know there's a lot of sand that's splashed up on that green uh, you know the strategy element has kind of been taken out of it due to technology and a lot of a lot of other uh, reasons the green green is a little bit silly there's uh you know a ton of 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 red areas in there which are unpinnable spaces and whatnot but there were some tweaks uh made to this in the off season so if you're looking at the if you're looking watching this on youtube right now uh like the whole middle part of the green that red part is unusable pin space uh with the speeds that
1: which is sick it it is but
3: there's very very limited options on a green of this size and uh the play has just become like you just got to kind of hit it up left somewhere left of the green and figure it out from there and it just gotten to the point where i always struggle to describe this but it's like you you have to hit such like a a one percentile shot to like hit the green or I hit it in a perfect spot like even the best players in the world their dispersion patterns don't really make sense for trying to like thread this shot like it always ends up in a kind of random place and I enjoy watching guys try to figure it out from there right whereas now with a few more pinnable spots in this new green that you know there'll be a little bit more green and blue uh kind of more in the center of, of this green and some some kind of just better spaces in the green you may see a little bit more strategy you may see maybe more guys lay up you know if there's a a middle pin that may make a little bit more sense or uh it it just had gotten too severe for their speeds i actually played out here in late april last year and for the speeds that it it stays at for the members this green makes a ton of sense i i don't like love this green from a pro golf standpoint but the speed we were playing at that day i was like ah i mean this is pretty great and now i I have a feeling we're going to walk off from this green this year and be like okay this is maybe a little less crazy, but it's probably makes a little bit more sense for pro golf speeds.
1: Yeah. I, I think it'll be less binary, right? It seemed like, all right, you're either going to lay up short, right? Or you're going to go long left. Right. Whereas now it's like, all right, you know what? It makes more sense to really take it on and all that. I Guys, I have a proposal on this. Uh, I think like this kind of reminds me of like an El Nino kind of like ocean, you know, ocean surface heat model what if they Let's just change this green every year and it's like you know what it's an el nino year like we're gonna get we're gonna get a crazy crazy number 10 green it's a la nina year it's you know it's it's gonna be really benign this year and guys can can uh you know really go at it like you don't know what you're gonna get because it sounds like sally that like for it, at least for corporate events i don't know if for members but for corporate events They don't even let people play number 10. You play to a temporary green anyway.
3: What if they just turn the temporary green into the pro green and you can just do crazy shit with that and everybody else plays the real green and the pro green becomes the, the, or the temp green just becomes the psycho one.
1: I'm down. I mean, (laughs) sure. They do that in Japan. Like They have two greens,
3: right? We got a couple good, uh, uh, good questions that flowed through on, on on ten. This is from D. Fleming Robbie. As we, uh, I believe, are losing Big's camera here, but uh, he said, besides the tenth hole, Riv, what are the other biggest? We like it because we tell ourselves it's good holes on tour. Uh, I I don't know where I net on this. I can't. I still can't decide if ten is good or not. But uh, I. I I don't know. That's an interesting. It's an interesting debate every year. I think I. It it it's not so bad. It's good, but at the same time, it just holds your attention. It is a a toll it's good booth. it's different. You, you got to pass, right? I don't think the T shot is very good. I don't think it's. I don't think it rewards like especially good shots. Um, but it is uh, always fun to just watch guys maybe potentially blow up when they get to this hole.
1: Yeah, like it's I, it's, in a, the, it's, it's interesting. In the front of Your mind. Yeah. When you're playing the round, right?
3: It's it's weird. It's just weird to have people. It's like when you have to start your round on this one, right? It makes sense as your tenth hole of the day. It's like if you play it at eight o'clock in the morning. I, I don't know. It's that one always just bothers there's me. There's just
1: I don't know. There's just there should be more weird shit on tour, right? I like different. I like unique. I like weird. There's there's way too much homogeneity on tour. I,
3: I do definitely agree with that. Some nominations that came in are seventeen at TPC Sawgrass, six at Bay Hill. Uh, I just saw come through as well. That that makes a ton of sense. I would say. I mean, sixteen at waste management. Having just seen it, I mean, I don't. I'm not positive that's a great hole, but uh, it, it creates some some interesting, interesting moments. But it, it is like 10, 10 at Riv is is labeled as like the best short par four on tour. I do not think it's the best short par four on tour. And uh, we had a great question from Honest Tefosi. He said, uh, "Top five short par fours seen on tour, and does ten at Riv show up on this list?" Um, All
1: right, how do we define short par fours? I think mm. does it have to be drivable? No, absolutely not. I would
3: say absolutely yeah. not.
1: Because I because I think number three at Augusta is like probably one of my favorite holes in the world. So that like my list was three at Augusta, 17 at Phoenix is a contender. You know, number three at Pebble, I think is awesome. I think four, that's a really cool three or four. Uh I like three. Okay. More than four, personally. Uh, I think four is a fucking abomination these days. Uh I think sawgrass number four. TPC Stargrass number 4 is fucking awesome and then Sally, this is going to just upset 15 you, you at Travelers don't do it 15 at TPC River Highlands baby
3: you got a lot of similarities to my list. I like number four at Pebble when it's in the proper condition. I think that when that, it never is for the 18, uh, for the Pebble Beach Pro Am, it's always soft. But like when that green gets firm for U.S. Opens, trying to figure out how to hit a shot into that green is always fascinating, especially when they move that tee up like they do sometimes for the U.S. Open. Uh, that one's on my list. I also nominated 13 at Memorial Park in Houston. Um, it's like 330 yards, it's got a really cool. It's just a simple Slaps, use, baby. simple Slaps. use of of contouring to like defend the, the hole. And it's you know if you bail right and you're chipping kind of out of that little Bermuda o- over that ridge, it's just a really really difficult shot. Uh, and there's a ton of strategy and, and different options that go into that. I always try to go for options. Uh, I think 17 at TBC Scottsdale is my favorite short par four on the PGA Tour. Um, just the the way that green is structured, so many different pins can be you know the best line of play might change from day to day. But 10 again. Probably making my top five, but it's nowhere nowhere near the top of that. Big, anything else to add on that?
0: No, I guess I'm I always like number nine at Harbor Town, but I, Ooh, I think that's gets docked right. because yeah. it's not really drivable. It's it's more just like a short part four. Um I like live or <laughs> <laughs> that's what? two times. We need a counter. <laughs> I like Riv number ten. Um I'm just gonna start calling it Riviera to, to Liviera. Livier, oh, Livier. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I understand the argument. There's, there's not a whole lot of variety in like how pros approach it and attack it. But I do like a short hole that can cause all kinds of headaches and and yeah. high numbers and you know guys frustrated because they're walking off with bogey or double. Like that's the stuff I like. So I, I'm a bit more bullish. I think on number ten than than maybe you and are.
1: I'm surprised Rainey didn't give us like. Some hole at the Grange down in Adelaide.
3: <laughs> uh, listen, you guys all know Roback. It is best fit, best feel. If you listen to the Billy Hopot I was specifically giving a shout out to this uh, gray pullover uh, Q-zip, I should say, with the white zipper on it. I love this piece. Absolutely love it. Roback is fresh off a restack restock of some of our favorite performance polos, the material moisture-wicking. Great stretch. The collar is crisp. It does not lose its shape. It fits way better than boxy polos. Uh, and they've got some awesome designs that pair with this really good structure uh, of their polos as well. You'll also, of course, have the performance hoodies. Uh, I think TC, you got one on right now. My screen is very small right now, but uh, yeah. I do, and
1: yeah. it's and it's on the the correct direction as oh, yeah. well. I have it on. <laughs>
3: Inside right out. One of TC's best uh, marketing ploys ever was wearing the Roback, uh, the subtle dog logo uh, inside out and backwards. But love the hoodies. they I wear them pretty much every day. I have one on this morning. And, again, the Performance Q-Zips are back. We love them. they got awesome classic design, soft performance fabric. Great for the golf course, great off the golf course. You can go to Roback.com, shop for yourself, shop for others. Use code NLU at Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order. Through the end of this week, that's dot com 20% off Bottoms q Zips hoodies and more with code NLU. Get ready for the golf season with Roback. All right, the cat is playing this week. Uh, what what are your expectations, Randy? What do you think we're we're gonna get out of the cat?
0: I think cat's gonna be in good spirits. I I think he's you know gonna be out there. He's gonna hit some good shots. He's gonna hit some bad shots. I my expectations are. I hope he can make the cut. It's a small cut, so I think that's goal number one. I have no idea, right? This is always such a, a coin flip, but I just hope he looks happy, healthy. Um, and, and I got to think he's going to enjoy himself being out there around the boys, you know? Uh, big brand announcement, which I know we'll get to. But I, I don't, I guess, c- competition wise, I don't expect much at all. I, I think just making the cut, playing four days would be a nice week for him.
3: I'm gonna go a little little more optimistic. I think the cat plays well. I bet he finishes in the top 30 this week. I think that would be that's a you know, 80 person field or whatever it is. I think that's a that's a solid finish, right? Do you think he finishes in the top
1: thirty, TC? Uh I think he makes the cut, but I think he finishes I think he fades hard on the weekend. Randy, great question coming in from McLean, J twelve. Are you gonna to revoke four cards?
0: <laughs> no well, God, signature event. Maybe we should, but um, no, I don't think so. I, I think the majors are a little different. We'll we'll save that for you know when we need to at majors.
3: Does this feel any different to you? Like for for last year and and the majors he's played over the last couple of years, to me it has felt like, dude, maybe you can get through four rounds. I mean, he did not set high expectations. He was you know kind of you know talking about how much he's going to be on ice in between all these rounds. It, it looked like the leg was ready to pop off at any point. Did the additional procedure. You know, after the, the procedure he had last year, it he talks in a different way. He's talking about playing once a month. He talks about, you know, being more mobile. I, I I don't have the same apprehension about him teeing it up this week as I've had in the past. I think he I have no evidence really to support this, but I just kind of feel like he's in a stronger position and I don't I don't foresee four days being a problem for him in in the way that it has been the last couple of years.
1: I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to to expect some sort of physical Evolution, right? Or some sort of physical improvement. The biggest bummer is just like I, I'm I, once again. Please come to my TED talk about how Tiger should play Harbor. You know, I know it's impossible because Harbor Towns the week after the Masters or Colonial or like play some of these super flat courses that prioritize great iron play and putting. I think that's where you know, if cat wants to win again on tour, that's where he's gonna do it, is one of those courses. Um, you know, and God forbid he has to walk up the Lonto stairs behind 18 green here as well you know that would be a disaster
3: what are the lonto stairs again remind me of that one why don't i remember that <laughs> Do you remember
1: one? when they went to the this was what last year a couple of years ago when uh they had all the the wind and stuff and so they were they were having the guys warm back up like, guys we're, <laughs> yeah. not, we're not going back out and lonto's like well you know what like that's ridiculous it you know, he made us go all the way down there and walk back up those stairs and da 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 Like, the, mule, the mules just can't take it, you know?
0: <laughs> Do you guys uh, think Tiger's got any pranks planned this year? That was something I wanted to ask the group. <laughs> you see, he hit, he hit Spieth with an incredible zinger today. I don't know if you guys heard that,
3: but, uh, you know, he was talking to him. He, he said, you know, Spieth said he was right in front of Tiger, and Tiger hit him with a, oh, I'll hit into you tomorrow then, and just slayed <laughs> every, everybody, erupted in laughter around the tee box. It was... Just primo cat content. Speaking of primo cat content, Sunday Red made the uh, made the Airways made a debut on Day Monday. Uh, which I would say to uh, to to a you know. A tame reaction is maybe the nicest phrase I could use with that. I don't want to get canceled anymore for critiquing any more fashion, uh, you know, fashion <laughs> statements out on tour. Uh, I don't want to get called an NPC again, but uh, what, what's what's the reaction to the Sunday red bread?
1: Well, listen, we'll see. Time no will thing. tell. Yeah. You know, I think <laughs> <laughs> Bellis is. It, it's so funny to see everybody like breathlessly reporting the same shit at, at the at the release thing and like basically being a pr arm for you know abelus and and you know like just regurgitating the same pr release essentially but uh i don't know we'll see i mean it, you know i like i don't really have a whole lot of confidence in tiger to get like fashion right uh um, why
3: why why do you say that tc <laughs>
1: You know, ju- there's just there's a body of work there. I think, like, I'm sure there's going to be tactical loungewear that you could wear to go see Punisher Four or Jack <laughs> easy, Reacher. Easy 7, now, you know, in there that that uh, you know, i listen, I'm sure they'll have some good pieces and stuff like that. I loved Anti Faldo. Uh, had a great tweet that basically said, if you <laughs> if you if you pull the if you uh. Your browser's basically, up, Cody. Just so you know, just for uh,
3: the record, uh, here, uh, you could there just, you go. <laughs> ninety-degree gotta...
1: <laughs> uh, you know, uh, shift on it, it basically looks like a fused vertebrae uh, there too. God. So I, you know, yeah. I, I, can somebody,
0: guys, what do what do you think? Like, hand up. I never bought any of the TW Nike collection stuff, so I, I realize I'm not like the target market here. But I, I don't feel like the tiger logo looks as cool as I was maybe hoping it would look like I, I don't know. It just feels like it could be a little better done. And then I truly don't get the separating Sunday and making it three words. Like it just seems overthought and a little dumb. Can I make it worse? Abellus's explanation, just, just replace Michael Scott with that
3: explanation. And it makes way more sense. Like it was totally, it made, I listened to it three times. I have no idea what he's talking about this rule of three or something that was going on yeah. there it just i it we'll see i might I, there are some cool st- there are a couple people like the hoodie that tiger had on although he claims that's the first cashmere yeah, hoodie Kashmir. on tour <laughs> i'm gonna go we gonna have to agree to disagree on that one cat i think that's been out there for about f- at least four or five years now it's, but
1: has cat not been in a pro shop in, <laughs> in years
3: uh but man some of the shirts some of the yeah you know, collar shirts and whatnot i was like man all this for this and uh, yeah, there was just a line of people very willing to just uh, just fawn all over it, which was, you know, uh, I don't know if they maybe had seen a little bit of the social media reaction before doing that. They might have uh, acted a little bit differently. But
1: Yeah, and, and like, you know, Abelis was going, I, 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 I guess they're going all D to C. Uh, Abelis was saying it's, you know, very distinct. It's going to be an independent company from TaylorMade. They're in San Clemente. They're reporting up to him still, though, and – i think the thing that it got me thinking about mostly was just how underrealized all the tiger nike stuff was about how like how how big of a whiff the last 25 years have been with nike or 20 30 years now at this point um you know just like man like it feels like there was some blank space to do something more cohesive and something more more like jordan right more like hey there's you know there's something lasting and and there's there's a a sub brand here and the tiger logos that they came up with through the years with nike weren't Mm. weren't weren't good either right and and now it's like all right we've got this grayson collar which it seems like they're they're like leaning into but it's i'm afraid they're going to be caught in between this weird spot where they're going for this premium clientele or this premium target market but the people that buy that premium stuff have more taste than to buy this half-baked stuff so it's i don't know it's it it seems stuck in the middle to me Uh,
3: listen when the when the uh day malbon stuff came out i was really really not a fan of the fits at kapalua but like a lot of the stuff after that is kind of like okay well i kind of see what they're going for here like this makes a little bit more sense maybe you know give them a few months a few you know a, a couple quarters or whatnot maybe this stuff starts to look a little bit Nicer, cleaner, whatnot. But, yeah, I was just very meh. Like, it's got – it's Tiger. Of course it's Tiger. Like, there's going to be a lot of attention around it. But uh, if the Tiger was not tied to this, I don't think – clearly this would not have made uh, any airwaves of any kind. So, it is – it's weird. It's definitely weird to see him not in the Nike stuff, but uh, I'm sure we're going to get the tour promoting it very, very heavily – uh was i don't know a little surprising to me i guess and i'm guessing we're gonna get a fair amount of that on the broadcast this week but
1: the tour also sent out a, a note which i'm sure this is from tiger or steiner or you know whomever but the tour also sent out a note to all tournament organizers that can't use pictures of tiger and nike stuff unless it's like a <laughs> certified iconic moment which really good, good luck with that man it's, it's, especially when he only tees it up you know a couple times a year like
2: we think last of, year. You guys talked about the logo. You guys talked a little bit about the clothes. You guys, no shoe takes TC. This is kind of right up your alley. I, I wasn't really feeling actually, the the black and red, but I thought the white ones today they were they were pretty decent. I
1: haven't seen the white ones today. I've been kind of head down today, but the they look. There's some Jordan golf shoes that they look a lot like with the this plastic piece on the on the far back. I don't know. They're not they're not offensive. They're, shoes were you know were
3: decent. I thought yeah. yeah future yeah. solid yeah i'm fine yeah
1: i <laughs> feels good yeah, good. yeah uh, it's cashier
3: oh golf channel just reposted the uh the tiger joke with the, the crying laughing emoji um
2: because it, <laughs> it was it was it was really that funny so.
1: tiger rules
3: cody you want to bring us home with some segments here
2: yes i think what we're going to turn to is uh you know i i uh, after last week, I know TC, you're you're the king of hot takes here. You and Big, we both missed the waste management recap. I'm just wondering if you guys have caught up at all. If you want to get some thoughts out there, there's been quite a bit of spillage over. Everybody's happy to be in LA, just away from Phoenix. The debauchery that happened there, but uh, any thoughts? We'll start with you, Mr. Big.
0: I didn't get super into all the reaction and stuff. I think. Um, I think the tournament from what I can tell is at an interesting crossroads they've I mean they've they've made the identity of the event the debauchery and the partying and it's it's hard to kind of walk back from that uh, image that you've tried to create over years and years and years um, I'm hopeful maybe this year was was more an aberration with some public heckling and and some guys getting upset, like ZJ. I know uh, TC. We we talked about that internally. I I kind of don't take much of that, um, sir, sir, for for anything. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It, it'd be a shame if things dramatically changed. Uh, I, you know, Tron. We were out there, gosh, seventeen years ago now, and it was truly a wonderful time. I had a blast. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I'm more just curious what the organizers and the tour are going to do or not do. Um, but I think it'd be a shame if, if that event and that week kind of strays too far from what it's become, because I think it, it, you know, we talked about live being an interest riv being an interesting golf course, uh, (laughs) That tournament is an interesting. The waste management is an interesting tournament year to year for just how much it stands out and stands apart. So I, I I hope, you know, I hope they can find something that works for all parties. That's kind of a political answer, but. And if you haven't listened to the Billy Horschel
3: pod, we just posted that uh, overnight last night. He talked a lot about. Look here's what here's the deal. Here's what's fun. Here's what's good about it. Here's where things are getting a little bit out of hand, and just people just heckling you know before golf shots over golf shots and things like that that you know it just kind of is the nature of how these things flow unfortunately
1: i had no problem with billy saying what he said to those fans of like you know what like people are going to cross the line and i have no problem with with guys clapping back at him i think it's i struggle with zj when it's like (laughs) all right well when you say that you know for the last 21 years that this thing's been out of control all right well five of the last However many years that the tour, you know, five of the last seven years that the tour's given out Tournament of the Year awards, this has been named Tournament of the Year or Co-Tournament of the Year, which is like, then you know what? Like, talk to your fucking organization, ZJ, or stop showing up. Maybe get your wife's permission. It might just
0: not be for you. I got a better idea.
3: I got a better idea. Listen, yasser. I got a two time major champion. Okay. He's won at Matt, he's won at Augusta National and he's won at the old course at St. Andrews and he's a Ryder Cup captain. Like, just take, can you take ZJ off our hands? To, yes. ZJ to live would solve so many, it would solve 90% of the tour problems if ZJ just went to live, I think.
1: But I think, I think one of the things is like Randy, to echo what you said, it was a great event to go to. I think when we went six or seven years ago, it was still a great event to go to. And one that i wouldn't be afraid taking my seven-year-old son to go see and i think sometime in that time it's just and maybe this mirrors the kind of how professional sports in america are trending sometime in that time it's just gotten so over the top and the tour hasn't you know there's there's been no tact or nuance with it they've just said all all outrageousness is good outrageousness and at some point there is there do need to be standards and that doesn't mean you need to strip the fun away from it it just means Hey, when somebody crosses the line or does something purely for shock value, then like there need to be solid, you said it earlier, consequences. There you go. It, uh, have some consequences. Also, like it is absolutely insane, insane from on so many different levels, from an operational standpoint, from a risk standpoint, just from a business standpoint to not be scanning tickets at the gates. Yeah, like that's like I like Chance Cosby I think he's a good guy I think his three pieces of pecan is some absolute fire one of the best accounts on on uh Insta you know I've given him some criticism in the past for some of their sponsor exemptions but like that's that's a decision where like get to the bottom of that and who made the decision not to scan tickets because that's that's insane
0: I've got one other critique, and apologies if you guys touched on this uh, Sunday in the recap, but I, I do think the way they have built up the corporate hospitality all around yeah. number sixteen has now forced a lot of just public spectators, fans to other parts of the course, and I wonder if if you were to open up number sixteen again down the the left side, used to be all just public grandstands. And then it was not even built up beyond the green. It was just kind of a little hill, and people would congregate. It's almost like take all the people that just want to get drunk and rowdy, and make them be on sixteen. And then I think you would hopefully avoid some of the run-ins and stuff that we're seeing not on sixteen. Right? I I, I think they've yeah, so almost over.
1: Yeah, sure. crowded
0: people out of sixteen, and that debauchery because mm-hmm. people are going to that tournament to you know a good amount are just going to get shit housed and and do whatever. Like that fits at sixteen, it almost gets washed out because there's so much noise and commotion going on. I feel like how they
1: seventeen. No, like I feel like how they on that thing along the left.
0: Yeah, closed off sixteen to a lot of just public spectators is is not the way I would like to go. But. Which
1: also kind of killed some of the vibe on like like some of the good vibes, some of the actual golf fans that would hang out along the left on sixteen, or the college kids that would hang out on the hill behind and now it's like they're they're all right on top of the thing yeah. and it's a hell of a lot harder to throw people out of a corporate hospitality box who have paid yeah. their company or whomever has paid you know a couple hundred thousand dollars like it on some level it feels fucking greedy from the thunderbirds and i know that the that you know the money's going to charity at the end of the day and all that but you got to take more of a long view of this and bring it back a little bit to like you know it kind of goes back to our whole conversation about full swing and, and how to get new golf fans in the mix. And this isn't doing anything to drive golf fandom, right? It's just, it's almost driving people away from the game a little bit. Like there needs to be some balance. Yeah. It's people
3: for the sake of people. It's not like actually adding golf fans, which I get, I get it. That's part of the, what makes that event fun. But at at a certain point, it just kind of gets 3% worse every year. And it's just, it's
2: over a hundred percent. Yeah. One of the rare failures that I think that we've seen play out by an actual like the, the organizing yeah. event. I think this uh, a lot of this falls on the tour, but a lot of this ultimately falls on like the tournament organizer and those guys. Because if you want to talk about where this broke down of like not having plans in place to get people out of there, limiting people's entrance in when they they're expecting that much rain, trying to figure out the amount of booze that they can actually sell. And then ultimately, when you jam all these people in, they they have people jumping the fence not being scanned in and then other people just going into all, you can drink hospitality areas. Like things are going to get out of control, but the Thunderbirds are yeah, they, selling done water it.
1: too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they've done so many right things. I, I, I do not doubt that they're going to get this. They're going to get this fixed because yeah. they're one of like, they're one of the good guys. And totally. I mean, it's really, I know you gave a shout out there to chance, but like he, he has a solid head and his heart's always in the right place. And, he he represents hit that organization and like really the city of Phoenix, Scottsdale better than anyone else.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think I do think like the tour was a little bit like the tour's got just as big of a role to play in this and, and or as far as responsibility as well. Like they've they've done more to promote the you know, the downside of this tournament as anybody, right? Yeah, I for think, sure.
2: Even this year, I mean, last year, have it being a, an elevated signature, designated, whatever you want to say. So that brought a lot of great players there. Those So fans come out to watch that great players, and you still had the booze hounds out there. Now, this year, you don't have to have them, Waste Management, putting up 20, 25 million bucks because people want to go to that event. But that just means that the people who want to see the really good golfers, now you just got a big-ass party. Add weather on top of it, and it gets out of control. Anyway... Uh, one thing that you guys checked touched on last week too was there's a lot of Spieth talk, uh, and we're we're gonna run into the mailbag here. This comes from NH Clark Eight, bearish or bullish on speeth this year. My official prediction is two majors and six total wins. <laughs> so that might might be underestimating the kid. Uh, Solly, you had honors. I'll let you go here and, and kind of lay out some some thoughts that you had.
1: Put your name
3: on it, Solly. I mean, I said my piece last week. I mean, it's it's you know, I, I want I want I'll throw it to Randy to start this one. I, I, I said my my piece on Sunday.
0: I'm I'm in the process of losing faith in in Jordan. I think my expectations for him this year would be a win or two somewhere and no majors. I I am trying to come to grips internally with he just isn't going to sustain that crazy major pace that he showed 7 years ago uh as a as a true young kid and as much as i would have loved him to you know make a run at shit like double digit majors i it's just not going to happen so i'm i'm trying to have realistic expectations and um i hope i'm wrong i don't know tc what do you what do you think
1: i feel like we're kind of stating the obvious with that like so like with the, everything you said of like you know what? Like 2015 and 2017 were the outliers with Spieth, and and he's not going to win majors at that clip or win golf tournaments at that clip. I don't think anybody's expecting him to at this point. My right? point
3: was how far off he's fallen from that. That was a, a, like a f- almost a full like shot behind that was the point I made last week. It's not like he's oh he's just kind of middling a little bit. It's it's a it's a very very big fall off from that.
1: I think he's showing some immense signs of life. I think his driver's better than it ever was in that front. I think he's still got two more majors in him personally. I don't, you know, that's again, that's far off the expectations from four or five years ago. Right. But I think he wins this week. I'll put, I'll put that out there. I think he wins Riviera. Um, but I think, I don't know. I just, I think Jordan's on the cusp of some good golf over the next 12 to 18 months.
2: What's good golf? Is that majors? Is that wins? Where where are we going here?
1: I, I mean, I just said he, I think he wins this week. I, think well, I understand wins that, but, two majors, one win. but yeah, I think this year probably, I think he wins twice this year. Uh, and I think he wins. A, I think he wins two majors in the next, we'll say three, three seasons.
3: I think he wins another major in his career. I think he will have a magic week at some point. Um, I, I just would like to see more consistency. I mean, it's just one thing when he gets really hot with the driver and the ball striking the putter just completely abandons him. And like last week, he hit the ball terrible and made everything he looked at. It just is. It just always something. It just always seems like something's moving. He can't get everything to row in the right direction. And uh, I, 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 I just struggled like have any like confidence in the continuity of his game. And I think it's just like. I don't know, obviously unfair comp, but like Rory is obviously not the player he was from 2011 to 2014 when he was picking off majors all over the place. But like, you go look at his performance since then and it's like remarkably consistent and really good. And speeth has been several rungs below that, right? And I just feel like, We've we've tried to convince ourselves Spieth is back for a long time. Whereas if you look at like his career as a whole, he's been way more like this current guy than he than he has been like in 2015 and 2017. Like 2017 was seven years ago. It's 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 just the unfortunate reality of it. I I will be there for like the waste management run where he shot 61 on that Saturday was one of the most fun Saturdays I've had watching golf. Like I will be there jumping off the couch when when the run does happen again. It's just worth pointing out like. This is a long, extended period of time. Two wins and 145 starts It's just like whoa. Have we have we paused and talked about that? Because that is a long time.
1: It seems like the floor is getting higher than it was. It two totally. Years ago, three he had a ago. Really like, bad think, stretch. Yeah, I think we're we're basically letting this six year stretch, seven year stretch, sour what I think has been a lot of progress in the last 12 to 18 months as far as raising his floor back up. Ollie so, to me, it kind of reminds me of Kyle Shanahan. Right. It's just a sample size thing. We just got to we got to keep, you know, he can't he can't put all three phases together in one of these big games. It's going to happen at some point. But we just got to keep getting there. We got to keep getting to the fourth round. It, it does remind me out. of,
3: of Shanny as well because <laughs> it's like you know just keep insisting, keep insisting, and then when the failures come, just keep punting it down the line and keep punting and keep punting and keep punting.
1: When have I insisted? I said that Spieth stunk for like a good three or four years. You
3: literally in our Slack this week. I'm taking notes of everything you guys are saying. I'm bookmarking <laughs> this one. I'm book. You don't even know what
0: you're bookmarking, man. Uh, I, I think only one thing. One thing I'm you said bookmarker. that that resonates. I hadn't thought about is Spieth, Um he, he just he hasn't even given us that many like scares right sunday uh final group at a major right i, I think that's the difference too with with what you mentioned right. with rory like rory hasn't won a major in forever but he's put himself into position to at least try to really win one and i feel like jordan we, we don't we haven't even gotten like a good sweat from him st george's Purple
3: 2021 year. open uh mora cowell won he he had the horrible three putt on Saturday, missed the eighteen inch putt to wrap it up, and I think he finished two shots back at Morikawa. That was the the lone scare. That was the last time I. I, I don't
1: think that in. was a major either, though. Okay,
3: we'll
0: we'll, we'll discuss that. Maybe not next enough conditties.
2: Well, we got TC in there with his take for this week. TC picking speed to win Riviera this week. I think Big Spieth hoop. and
1: Tommy are both both prime. They're going to share the, the title really well this week. Well, oh, okay. you They're do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Mr. Big, I, who do
0: you got this week?
1: Yeah, I'm picking Speece
0: Buddy. I don't know if you guys knew. He's pretty good friends with Justin Thomas. Um, I, I know I'm not really sticking my neck out with this pick, but has played pretty well at Riviera, and I think Riviera is the type of place that just identifies all around very good golf. And JT has had a very good start to the 2024 season, and I think this will be a, a proper kind of culmination of what's been... Uh, a couple months of very good play for him. This one's
3: jumping off the page at me. Um, Maybe got a little rest, a little, the whoop score, getting that bumped back up. Uh, Sahith Tagala is going to win the Genesis this week. He's going to cry. I'm going to cry. We're all going to (laughs) cry. Uh, I'm I I, I he is, I think it's a great course fit a course that you know does not necessarily demand great accuracy off the tee um, and uh, you know around the green is strongly emphasized here and he obviously is playing well I, I think a, on a different side of the draw last week it could have gone very differently for him and a uh, bounce back week I think he wins I truly think he wins this week if not I think Cantlay
2: will, will win but my one pick to win is going to be Sahit Tagala I'm following the rules here. I'm going to pick somebody who's won on this course before, put himself in contention another time. So ultimately, uh, Maxwell, yeah, uh, I'm going with max, the hometown kid. Yeah, no one wants to win this tournament again, more than him with tiger. There is the host. Uh, it, it's not going to be too much pressure for him. Plus I think he hasn't really had that will of finishes so far that you're in. He kind of has these little pops, uh, California, his place. I'm going to go with max guys. Uh, thanks for joining me on this happy hour. Thanks to high noon. Uh, as I said, it's Valentine's day. I wanted to, to add a little festivities into it before we get out of here. Uh, so I made some Valentine's day cards and I know that you guys helped me out with a little bit. This is for me to you guys sending you guys lots of love, but I also thought we'd play a (laughs) little, a little game, uh, big, I, I appreciate that. Um, somebody who's given me immense love pleasure over the past year, uh, maybe year and a half is for sure the next gentleman. He he makes me chuckle all the time. I'm just thankful to have him in my life, even though a lot of times I don't think he should really be in in our life. Uh, and that's that's this one that we got here, all right? So he if,
1: might not be in our life much longer.
2: Well, you never know. Uh, I'm sure he'll he'll find he'll find his way somewhere. There's if lots of professional tours out there. If
3: you're listening on the pod, it is uh, Ryan Armor
2: as a mule uh, saying uh, a card for Ryan Armor saying Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Uh, the next was, was TC's Valentine's Day card. TC, I don't know if you want to set it up. Which, yeah, I'll set it up here.
1: Uh, first of all, I just like to mention too, I think Colin Morikawa is an absolute uh, sleeper for this T2 in 2022, T6 last year. It, similar to what you said about Sahid Sally. I think Morikawa, hmm. you know, elite iron player, I think he's back on the upswing. All right. Uh, listen, guys, we've got a guy who he, he spent some time, uh, working for Arthur Blank, who made some noise today with some quotes. Um, you know, he's just, he's a, he's an exceptional leader and I think he's a little bit down in the dumps right now. Things didn't go our way this year. And so I just, I want to send him a Valentine's day. Oh God, it's Kyle. Things didn't go our way because... You know not like through no fault of his own right just you know a lot of different uh except the coin toss variables kind of kind of coming through so uh I I, I think he's definitely a ball knower and I think there's there's a culture that, that that he's established that is completely unassailable. Of course I'm talking about my guy Dick Sullivan the uh <laughs> the Atlanta <laughs> Drive uh, manager uh you know the the obviously we had the deflate gate there. Uh, you know, he's he's also the the executive chairman of uh, PGA tour superstore. But uh, we had the deflate gate there with the uh, the what's it called? Not P- is it not PGL, the 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 arena, the TGL, indoor. TGL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the you know what, but he's he's signed Cantley, the tool man, which is fits in really well with Arthur Blank's uh, you know history at Home Depot and all that so ball knower or dick sullivan uh you know obviously you guys thought i was going a different way with this but just hat off to dick for everything that he does for, for the atlanta drive and and the greater golf community
2: That's solly applied. we'll we'll turn it over to you
3: listen i uh i, I already I, I just mentioned this guy he uh he is who i actually truly is gonna uh think is gonna win this week uh, but also, just like the one, maybe the one guy that uh, I, I feel like an emotional, I go on an emotional journey rooting for him to win golf tournaments, right? And when he melts, I melt. Uh, I, I really do feel a pain when it doesn't work out, and I feel unbridled joy when it does work out for him. That's, of course uh to my guy Sawhith, He actually signed uh a shirt for me one of my go uh I have I have multiple Go Sawhith shirts, but he signed one of them uh with a note in there that says uh this is really weird that you want me to sign your shirt, but uh thanks for the support. And uh I keep that <laughs> I keep that in uh, in my office in here. So, uh shout out to my guy Sawhith, You you're the sweetest and you're my uh you're my uh, PJ Tour Valentine.
0: Cody, you got mine in there? Uh, of course. All right. I uh Gosh, tough to follow up those, you know, I just wanted to send a Valentine to a guy that is, is kind of back in my life, back in all of our lives. And my thinking with this was, I just want him to know he's, he's loved, appreciated, he has friends here and I'm, I'm hoping for very good things. You know, Riviera has been a place where he's had some success. You, you might even say he's, he's trending a little bit, uh, could be a, a very much a dark horse candidate this week. Um, and when I say he's back, the, the pun is intended a little bit. He he was struggling with some very bad back injuries last Are talking
1: year. About Trill? Trills Zalatoris. Yeah, my wow. guy Will
0: Zalatoris, a, a trap draw alumni TC. You know, he's he's always got time for the trap draw. Um, it's just nice. I I think golf and the PGA tour. It's a better place when he's back out here. So uh, Zalatoris on the Trill?
1: trap draw. Yeah
0: yeah when was yeah. this pre-us uh,
1: open one year when we used to talk about golf <laughs> oh first year you qualified yeah
0: when it used to be a golf podcast um <laughs> you are my perfect match as as anybody watching and uh i hope you're a perfect match this week at, at Riviera. well Brady, i hope i, uh, I hope it's a match here yeah
2: it can't be db when he sent me over uh trill i was truly shocked when when i pulled this up i hope that uh that Willie Z also finds his purpose match with this putter, because if uh, the back might be fixed, but if we can't figure this out, we still might be in big, big trouble.
3: Um, as we go to wrap here, just what we, this, this obviously happened right before uh, we went on the air, but we want to give our, uh, our, obviously our thoughts to the people of Kansas city, as there was a, a shooting at the parade. Uh, you know, I, I don't, haven't heard any details at all, just if you're listening to this tomorrow or whatnot, we, this just, just happened and broke uh, right before we went on the air. But um obviously some tough scene horrible scenes there and we uh, want to give a, a shout out and a, our thoughts with the people of kansas city so i'm not good at these uh, at, at, at at offering these kinds of sentiments it obviously just fucking sucks but um
2: with that i hope everybody go ahead yeah, yeah, I was just going to say if anybody wants to uh check out a little bit more preview coverage for Riv, uh Wolfie Bama Bearcat did a, a great write up for us over at up.com. You can find that written piece there. Uh I don't know how he was able to get this done when he's uh you know playing golf all over the world. I don't know if he's, he's still over.
1: He's down in New Zealand right now playing. Yep, yeah. Playing god all over the place. Uh yeah, he I can't wait to debrief with him on that trip.
2: Excited to fire the tournament up. Uh, we'll be watching it all week. We'll be back Sunday night for uh, no laying up live show presented, of course, by High Noon. Excited to get it in, guys. Uh, happy Valentine's Day again. I hope you guys have some good ev- uh, a good evening with your significant others, and uh, we'll see everyone else back here later uh, this weekend. Cheers. Enjoy the tournament. Cheers. Cheers. Happy
1: Valentine's Day to Blandy too. I didn't. I didn't want to leave him out. <laughs>